Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. I'm Samantha DeGrandi, Assistant Editor for the American Journal of Managed Care. The Louisiana Department of Health and Corrections announced in March 2019 their selection of Asegua Therapeutics, a subsidiary arm of Gilead Sciences, as their pharmaceutical partner for the state's subscription model for hepatitis C virus treatment. The alternative payment model, the first of its kind in the United States, was first announced in August 2018 by the Louisiana Department of Health, who explained that HCV infections are a public health crisis within the state. Though highly effective antiviral treatments exist that can largely cure patients with HCV, the price of the treatments remains high, and Medicaid patients in the Department of Corrections population are unable to access the therapies. Under this model, instead of paying for each prescription individually, the state would pay a subscription fee to the drug company, whereby the state would then receive unlimited access to the drug, similar to how consumers pay a monthly fee to stream unlimited television shows and movies. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Rebecca Gee, Secretary of the Louisiana Department of Health and one of the key leaders in bringing this alternative payment model to fruition. Welcome to Managed Carecast, Dr. Gee. To begin, how did you come up with the idea for a subscription model to pay for hepatitis C drugs? So when um, the governor asked me to be Secretary of Health, he asked me to do two things. One was to expand access to coverage for the people of Louisiana, which we did with the Medicaid expansion. Through that expansion, we've been able to bring coverage to nearly 500,000 working Louisianians. Um, But also he asked me to help make people healthier. And as a Secretary of Health in one of the sickest states in our niche, and that is a daunting task. But the one thing that we can do in 2019 is cure infectious diseases. And the data showed me that hepatitis C uh, is the uh, number one infectious disease killer, killing more people than all other infectious diseases combined. Mm-hmm. And several years ago, a cure was developed. The price of that cure was way too high for us to be able to do what I thought we should be able to do, which is to treat everyone who has this disease and to be able to cure them and to be able to move on from that then to other public health challenges that are that are more difficult. But the, the cost when we looked at it of doing that was going to be nearly $800 million. And that cost was more than all of our K-12 spend, all of our administrative functions, for state government and the Department of Corrections combined. So we had to come up with something new, either a drastically lower price or a new way of funding pharmaceuticals for us to make our goal work, which was to eliminate hepatitis C. And so that through the past two and a half years, a lengthy journey, we've, we've proposed a variety of policy solutions and the subscription model is the most viable one. So the subscription model, of course, is not a new idea. This is an idea that was used in Australia to fund hepatitis C drugs. You know, Netflix uses it. It was coined that by Peter Bach and Mark Tressheim. The National Academy of Medicine has talked about this as an, as an idea. But we were the first state in the nation to propose using this idea to solve a public health challenge i.e. hepatitis C. Um, and the idea is basically that we take, um, like any subscription, you pay a certain amount per year, and for that amount, you can get an unlimited supply of drugs. And so that is what we're planning to do starting in July of 
2019, we will be able to start our subscription model, which is a first-in-the-nation approach. It's a win-win voluntary agreement with a pharmaceutical company, in this case, Gilead, or Asegua Pharmaceuticals, which is a subsidiary. And we're really, really excited about the potential of this, not only to cure Hep C in our state, but to solve other public health challenges. Can you review how the model will work and what your goals are in terms of the number of patients that you hope to treat? Yeah, so the model is we're still in final negotiations with the company, but we've agreed on the principles of this model and are, are close in terms of our term. So we are going to take our spend on corrections and for the Medicaid population. And for that amount, we'll be able to have access to unlimited drugs to cure the population. The um, price will be arrived at through in Medicaid a supplemental rebate agreement and in corrections through using the, the 340B program. And so effectively, after we reach a certain volume, then the, the additional and at, at a unit price that is at or similar to what we pay now, after we reach that number, then we'll get rebated back 100% or near 100% of the cost of the drug. So effectively, zero spent going forward after that point. So this is a moonshot. It's something that, of course, the price of the drug was our rate-limiting step. We could not promise to the population of this state that we could cure Hep C if we couldn't afford it. So we had to have an affordable model in place. But importantly as well, we're going to have to innovate and change how we deliver care. We don't have enough liver specialists to treat everyone in the state of Louisiana. So we're going to need to use uh, resources like you know training nurse practitioners and primary care docs to be able to prescribe the drug. Um, For individuals who are incarcerated, we'll need to develop new systems of care delivery. And so we've been thinking about these models. We've also been working um, with our national partners and specialists throughout the country who are experts in liver disease to come up with new models of testing because our testing models today uh, really rely on the assumption that we are only going to treat people who have advanced liver disease. So hepatitis C over the course of many years will severely damage your liver um, and make it not work. It can also cause liver cancer. And so we have waited historically, as have many states, until there is end organ or liver damage before treating. And this new model will treat everyone. And so we're looking at and convening in the next month experts from all over the country uh, to help us think about how we test for and um, work through treatment protocols for universal access for people with Hep C. So it's, we're, we're looking at changing how we do care delivery, changing how we allow patients to access the drug, and really thinking through creative, creative ways of data sharing. We've also been working with IBM and their national team to innovate around um, how we use data to um, engage patients in their healthcare and how we share the results of their testing with them and so on. So we're, we're looking to have a, a renaissance in Louisiana, not just of the opportunities that uh, this new drug price will afford, but the opportunities that the, the, this new drug price and universal access affords to change our delivery model and innovate in that space. And so we're, right now we're in the process of working with national partners to see what additional resources could be provided to us. Since this program is the first of its kind in the United States, What kinds of issues will you address that are different from what a typical Medicaid or corrections treatment program would address? So our correctional system, um, like the correction systems of other states, is funded 
by pure state general funds. So access to care is limited because of limited state dollars. So with the ability to provide universal access to individuals in prison, we'll be able to then provide, we need to be able to provide universal access to individuals who are in our prisons to testing and then to treatment. So that's going to require us to innovate and create new systems of care delivery. Similarly, in Medicaid, you know, we have very few liver specialists. So it's going to be a matter of empowering um, individuals who are not used to treating hepatitis C to, to do so. It's a, a simple one till a day, 12-week regimen we'll be using. So, you know, helping them through that and helping to expand our provider capacity to treat the population. Our goal is to treat 10,000 people next year and eventually to eliminate this disease, which we think about 90,000 people in our state have. The population with hepatitis C commonly has a co-infection of HIV as well. Do you think that you would ever look to expand this type of program to also include HIV treatment? Yes, Louisiana has a very high HIV rate. And so we also know that the Trump administration has prioritized the fight against HIV. So we've had numerous conversations with them about how we could work on both of these things at once. Certainly, you can test for both. At, at once and then work to treat them both at once. So we see a, a common opportunity. Of course, HIV drugs are still very expensive, and so we have not solved the cost problem with HIV drugs, but we certainly, you know, any increased access to hep C care can lead to improvements in health in other areas. When do you expect the contract with Asego to be finalized? And once the five years of treatment access is complete, what do you envision the next steps to be? Would you look to expand the treatment population? So I, I think we envision that within five years, we'll be able to eliminate a good proportion of the disease in our state, and then we'll we'll see from there. I think the goal is to ink the deal in the upcoming months, and then by the end of June, have the final contract in place. Can you talk a little bit about the success that you've seen with Medicaid expansion in Louisiana? Yeah. So we have, first of all, the public loves the Medicaid expansion. People in the in the polling results, nearly 80% of our state, a very conservative state, approves of this. They've seen their neighbors get health care. They've seen the economy get better. We, 19,000 jobs have been created, many in the healthcare sector. So this, is, this has been a great success. But I think most importantly, and I'm a practicing OBGYN, and so I've seen this in my own clinical practice, you know, people don't wait to get a mammogram because they have to pay for a meal anymore. And, you know, over 66,000 women have been screened for breast cancer. Nearly 40,000 people have been screened for colon cancer. We've had over 100,000 people treated for substance abuse or use or mental health issues that they had. And we've cut the uninsurance rate to an overall 8% rate where it was nearly one in four adults when the governor and I started. So this has been an incredible success. It's been a complete no-brainer. And it's really shameful that there are other states in our country that have refused to expand. Really, healthcare is a human right. And, and this is a, uh, a program that benefits states. So the fact that states are still holding out is a real shame. And, and it's something that I saw the impact of, you know, in my prior practice where people would just come in sick because they simply could not afford Healthcare, so it's it's a great success, and I would absolutely recommend it to any other state. Where I think we're now at about thirty six states in our nation doing this, so the, the fourteen holdouts ought to change and, and come along. What is your department currently doing to help create new managed care contracts? 
Yeah, so we're going to be um, entering into a new managed care contract starting in January, and we're looking forward to focusing on the non-medical determinants of health, things like housing insecurity, food insecurity, um, greater focus on quality improvement, greater focus on the experience of care, and we will be having fewer health plans or fewer versus five, so we'll uh, it's going to be a competitive process, and we're really looking forward to seeing what comes of the of the RFP and the innovative new ideas that we'll see. Switching gears a little bit, as a practicing OBGYN, can you discuss some of the work that you did for the Birth Outcomes Initiative and what the results of the program were? Yeah, this was an exciting effort that was aimed at improving infant outcomes of pregnancy. So our work led in part to a 25% reduction in infant mortality an 85% drop in elective deliveries before 39 weeks, and a 10% drop in NICU admissions statewide. We're now engaged in focusing on the battle against maternal mortality or women who die because of pregnancy-related causes. And that is an incredible challenge. And we know that black women are four times more likely to die than white women. We have a long way to go, but Louisiana Department of Health is leading the way to try to change it by requiring reporting by calling out hospitals that aren't providing optimal care by changing licensure um, and by leading the quality collaborative statewide, uh, similar to what we did with birth outcomes for babies. So we're optimistic this can change, but it's certainly an important effort. Thanks so much, Dr. Gee. Did you have any other thoughts that you wanted to share with our listeners? Yeah, I mean, it's it's an exciting time to be in Louisiana. We have made, you know, leadership matters, and and John Bell Edwards uh, is a Democrat who was elected a little over three years ago. And during his tenure, we've improved access to care. We've improved the quality of care. We've been able to innovate and be a national leader on drug pricing. And we've been able to lead national discussions around um, the non-medical determinants of health. So it's an exciting time to be in Louisiana. And we're, we're always looking for people to come work with us. So if you're interested in a job, you know, look me up, Rebecca Gee at Louisiana Department of Health. We, we, we love talent. And, of course, Louisiana often is recognized as being the 50th, um, but we're also 50th most on, on health, but we're also 50, the number one most fun place to be. So, you know, really, it's, it's an exciting time to be here. And uh, we've made tremendous progress. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today on Managed Carecast. Thanks for having me. To learn more about Louisiana's subscription model for hepatitis C drugs, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, you can email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.